This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. This program is sponsored by New Zealand Bridge, sponsors of Grassroots Bridge across the nation. Welcome to the Bridge Zone. You're at the table with Barry and Mariana. It, it is one week to go, Barry, and we are about to reach the big sea. Congress, it's happening. Online, nothing's going to stop us now. We should be playing that. <laughs> oh, that song. <laughs> oh, what about Ain't No Stopping Us Now? I'm getting excited. Two weeks off. Nothing wrong with that. I've got to say, I'm just loving this online bridge. It's great. <laughs> it really is. Right next to the fridge. You can go to the toilet whenever you want. There's no queue. It's awesome. <laughs> no sanitizer at your place. <laughs> Even the bar's cheaper, isn't it, Mariana? Yeah, but I'm still looking forward to going face-to-face, going out, restaurants, having a chin wag, seeing people who's at the bar, Tasting all yeah. that wine. After that, off to intensive care. <laughs> no, maybe not. That's one of the things we were discussing earlier, wasn't it? The after party. Don't happen on Real Bridge. <laughs> no, it can't. So we were talking about that. So it is one of the things that you miss a little bit. You get to the end of an online event and you play the last board. And then if you've got teammates, they come back to your table and you talk about a few things and... And then that sort of, yeah, it's a little bit of an anti-climax, isn't it? You don't, Mm. not that I would say that the prize giving ceremonies are a highlight of the face-to-face tournaments, but it sort of brings closure to it, doesn't it? (laughs) Well, we talk a little bit more about that with Kermit later on in the show. But one good thing that could come from not having prize giving is that I don't have to put up with all those terrible bridge jokes. (laughs) Well, most of them aren't bridge jokes. They have just all sorts of jokes. (laughs) Well, any joke And if you don't have a joke, I reckon you should at least sing a song That wouldn't be a good thing (laughs) Might have bidding slips being all crumpled up and thrown at you, you think Speaking of good singers, there are a few bridge players that sing well Yeah, one of them, very well known for it, is Jan Cormack Who had a big day on the weekend Really? There was a bit of a shortage of Auckland players, the Tauranga pairs, and that was because Jens Cormack's big day, I think, was Saturday. And, ooh, I'm not going to reveal her age on air. It had a naught on the end of it, Mariana. He's saying these Aucklanders got into it were a little bit seedy. Let's just say that um, Rafa Nadal was an old guy who won the Australian Open at 35, and, well, I think Jan's more than that. Wasn't that a comeback from hell? It was definitely a comeback. So I went to bed. I didn't think he could. After two sets down, he lost the second set. I was gutted. I don't know. Well, he can't win from there. The man's 35. He's not going to win in five, is he? Is he? Of course he is. Never say oh. never. That's one come of bounce, our tips. <laughs> come bouncing up in the third set, fresh as a daisy. <laughs> Out again in the fourth set. I must admit, I woke up a couple of times during the night and watched a bit on my phone. When he won the fourth set, I thought, wow. He's never going to keep Lots going. Of dances. He's all tucked yeah, it out. Thing, 
Next thing, the other guy who's like 22 or something is having massages and timeouts and oh the ref is 35 years old and, uh, and getting the job done. Dan and Grant Jarvis got a great belated birthday present because they took out the Swiss pairs on Monday. And yeah, they, could, they could almost claim that they did a wrap up because round two, they weren't in a very good position and they got the nails out and they clawed their way back up to glory. Yeah, I don't know whether they were in quite as bad a position as Rafa. It doesn't come much worse. Anyway, we're not a tennis show. He's a bridge show. So well done to Dan and Grant. And Mariana, you had a creditable performance in the restricted open pairs coming in just behind the place getters. But who were the first couple? Simon Empson and Mike Newton. Tied on the pair. Oh, our friend Mike, yep. Jane Windle and Ruth Brucker. It was a weekend for the Fishers at Tauranga. Took out the pairs from our Australian visitors who certainly wouldn't have been here if it was face-to-face, and that was Peter Gill and Jane Dawson. And the teams was also taken out by Blair and Liz Fisher with Sam and Joe Simpson. What a good weekend. Well, my claim to fame, they're my neighbours. Who's your neighbours? Oh, the Fishers. my neighbours. Hamilton, they do. Across the road. They made a good job, Tauranga. I do think that it'd be nice if um, maybe there was just a little something at the end. They did have Kate Terry, who we've had on the show, the president. She she gave a little bit of a welcome to everybody. So it can be done. And perhaps something could have been done at the end. And I don't know how hard it is to maybe get a couple of words from the winners. That would be good. And you could yeah. you wouldn't have to miss out on those horrible Michael Weir jokes. You could still <laughs> hear them. No, well, look, it's really early days on Real Bridge. And I, I think once people get right up to speed with the tools of trade that it offers. I'm sure it's going to happen. I reckon at the end of the round, they should create a couple more empty tables and then you can all go sit there and talk to your mates instead of having to stay at the table that you are. Wouldn't that be good? There's nothing to stop you doing that, of course, Mariana, going to somebody else's table. I actually, I've got a little confession to make. Oh, hang on, hang on. Do I need my rosary? (laughs) When I went to sit down for the teams, I clicked on the wrong table. Oh, and I, I sat down at the Foster table. It was Julian Foster's team. Now, he wasn't there, but the rest of his team was. That yeah. was Jenna, Christine, and Judy McLeod. And they obviously didn't look too closely, because I don't reckon there's much similarity. But somebody said, hi, Julian. And I, <laughs> I missed the opportunity to say, whatever you do, don't double anyone in the Burroughs team. I thought I could have done that and got away with it. You know, the captain's team kept pep talk. But anyway, uh, I think the error quite quickly. Because obviously I'm much younger and better looking than Julian. I'm surprised Jenna didn't take the opportunity to call you honey. <laughs> Morning, honey. Oh, gosh, got another look today. So good. <laughs> anyway. I was only there for a couple of minutes, but you can drop in and see other tables, and I have done it from time to time. So we've got Judge Julie coming up as well. She was directing the top of the south at Blenheim, I think it was. Down there, of course, the winners of the teams were Kate Davies and John Patterson, and their teammates Sandy McCurdy and Graham Strike. And second was Moss Wiley's team, which Moss Wiley, Greg Buzzard, John Davidson, and Leon Mayer. Nice little tournament. So, yeah, congratulations, Kate. She did a two-peat. Because they also took it out last year. And our friend, Ray Kerno, he's gone and captured another interview for the Bridge Zone, talking to the winner of Top of the South team. So here's Kate Davies. Here we are in Blenheim. We've just completed the Top of the South 10A teams. And it's the same outcome as last year. Here I am interviewing Kate Davies. She's won the competition together with her team, John Patterson, Sandy McCurdy and Graham Stronach. Kate 
tell us about the journey. Was it a bit up and down, a bit seesaw? Well, on the very first one, we met one of the top teams here and we actually lost by one imp. So it didn't start off so well. And then we were kind of like middle of the field. And then from that point onwards, our partners actually carried us, Sandy and Graham. They were absolutely amazing. You know, they're such good guys anyway. We were just very average. They were getting the cards and they were doing magnificently with them because they were east-west. We played them day. in the third round. Very, very solid pair. Enjoyed playing with them. Very enjoyable bridge, but they didn't make any mistakes. They didn't make mistakes. So we yeah. were just a bog standard average because we weren't getting the cards. So we just trusted our partners that they would do it. Now, today was a different story. There was only two matches today. So we were in the lead by last night, I think, yeah. That's right. And we played the two matches, unfortunately, because I was getting a bit fed up with having no hands. But you just have to, you know, rely on your defence and plod along. Yeah, we had some lovely hands to play and we managed to get to slam in the last game with um, six diamonds. Did bit it at the other table, but it wasn't so scientific. And it was a lovely day, but we can always rely on Sandy and Graham. And people didn't actually know them like in the, like, mm. a couple of years ago. And we've uh, carried on playing them, and their names come up quite often now. They do so, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Lovely guys as well. Right. But, um, and John and I, you know, you can still win if you're off your game, if you've got real, you know, just playing an average game. And that's what John and I actually did yesterday, was just an average game. But um, Sandy and Graham were magnificent. Well, once again, congratulations, Kate. Always a pleasure to talk to you on the Bridge Zone. Thank you very much. Can I add as well, I mean, it's sure always can. lovely coming down to Marlborough and the top of the south because there was always, like, I was the baby of Marlborough and they always encouraged me, so I always like to come down and see everyone. But they're also always very proud of me and make sure that they come and say hello. So it is, you know. Great so to see I you guys back. I recommend to everyone in New Zealand, if they ever get the chance to come down to Marlborough, the weather is guaranteed this time of year. I have a trip around the wineries, but do come and play this one because everyone is so welcoming. There's something to see around Marlborough. Good chocolate, good coffee, good wine and good food. Yeah. Absolutely. All right then, thank you. That's great. <laughs> Thanks, Kate. Coming up next, we're heading off to the courthouse. Director, please. How can I help? Judge Julie presiding. Good morning, Judge Julie. How's your trip down south going? Great. I have seen every family member, and I'm now in Blenheim, and I'm about to go home. Well, I'm going back to Wellington tomorrow, and then up to Auckland on Thursday. Is it true, Julie, that you also saw a bit too much of the Ace of Spades on the weekend? <laughs> it was true. Thank you, Barry. Ace of Spades. Somebody, the table had taken their cards out of the board, and I must say, for the first time in five months, to be at a bridge club where people were playing bridge was wonderful. Unfortunately, I'm going back, and it's not happening at the moment. So they picked up their cards, and one person, the Ace of Spades, dropped on the table. Uh-oh. Right. No bidding, no one has started bidding, no nothing, though it actually doesn't matter because yep. the first thing to be aware of is that the laws say that the auction starts when you pick up the cards out of the board. So for your side, the auction period starts once you have picked the cards up out of that board. So in this case, the auction period had started. And if you drop a card, inadvertently, whatever, on the table during that period, then depending on the size of the card, various things will happen. Now, Ace, King, Queen, Jacks and Tens are major cards. All right, for those people that play bridge, they're all the honour cards. And we forget about the 10 often, but it's in there. <laughs> so when one of those hits the deck, your partner's barred for one round of the auction. When did you get caught, Julie? At what point? Oh, as soon as it happened. 
Okay. So no one had done anything, which is fantastic because it's a really good time to call. I know what she should have done, Mariana. What's that? She should have picked up that ace of spades and saved it for the New Zealand teams next week. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, there are laws about this. <laughs> actually, it would be quite interesting to see how many times she actually gets it in her hand, Barry. It would be really interesting to figure out how I could get a physical card into my hand on an online event. (laughs) Anyway, look back to the Ace of Spades in Blenheim. Anyway, as it turned out, it didn't matter. The the person who dropped the Ace of Spades was Dealer, and their partner was going to be barred for one round of the auction. And if it does ever happen to you that something like this goes on, you're not normally meant to bid exactly the same as you would because you know your partner can't bid. There are no system agreements when partner cannot respond to your opening bid. So there are things that you might consider doing when partner gets barred for one round because you um, have got very limited options about what happens next. But in this case, the person with the Ace of Spades didn't have many other cards, I didn't see, but they passed. So I'm assuming they had none. The next hand opened, it went past, and that's where they played, and that's where they would have played. Mm. And the Ace of Spades is a major penalty card into the bargain, so there are lead restrictions and all the other carry-on. So it didn't actually matter too much in this case, though it was a bit interesting because it's a long time since this happened. Last time I saw the Ace of Spades on the table when it shouldn't was when Johnny Lennart, a well-known character in New Zealand Bridge many years ago, pulled out the Ace of Spades as a stop card instead of a stop card. (laughs) (laughs) And I got put to the table then. I bet it stopped things for a while. It certainly did. One of the other things that I got that I probably will bring up very briefly was people calling cards from dummy, declare a calling cards. One person started to say something and apparently pointed. Pointing at a card doesn't play it. You should call the card. And the card that gets played will be either the card that you call like the Queen of Diamonds or if you call the three or the five or something like that. If a suit had been played from dummy in the previous trick, it will be from that suit or else the clearer clarifies. If you call the lowest card or a card, it is deemed to be the lowest card in the suit. And so there were a couple of interesting calls where people weren't quite aware of why you call cards very clearly. And we'd already had this conversation about the appeal that I'm still so very upset about in my life. So, (laughs) Online, not a problem because you're clicking on them. But if you're not online, if you want dummy to play a card, you are way better to call the card. And if you do, make sure you call it well and clearly. I never have a problem with that, Julie. The problem I have is that people can hear me calling the cards at the next table sometimes, sometimes two tables away. Sometimes more. (laughs) (laughs) While you're there and, you know, we're calling for cards, just a quick before we finish, when the clearer says anything, what's anything? What have their opponents decide or what dummy decides? Yeah. It is anything. But opponents can decide. Cool. 
So when someone says throw anything, if you're a defender, all of a sudden you could pipe up and say the jack of clubs because it doesn't happen very often. But every now and then, it, things get a bit of a hiccup at that point. <laughs> enough trouble with my own hand without having to worry about dummy. Oh, no, that was a good one. Thanks for clearing that up. All right, then. Well, thank you, and we will catch you next week. Okay. Get your gumboots on. We're going down to the pond with Kermit. Phenomena. Good morning, Kermit. How's your retinas today? My retinas are fine, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for asking. (laughs) I've got a question. It's about bridge, of course. So the question is, is bridge a game of points or is it a game of tricks? Or maybe a bit of both. What What do you you reckon, Mariana? Well, a lot of people are actually so goddamn hung up on their points, aren't they? Like, if I didn't do that because I didn't have enough points, I didn't do that because I didn't have, you know, all of that. So I think I'm going to do the lean towards tricks. Yeah, I'm going to be devil's advocate. I think I'm going to take tricks however I can, whether they be with points or long suits. And I think you're right, Mariana, some people are too hung up on points. And some people aren't hung up enough on points. <laughs> they fall in love with their hand and they go leaping off into the distance because they've got some distribution. Or That was 6-5. And then it just goes ace, ace. <laughs> so, you know, like, it's both, isn't it? But certainly as you develop your game, it's point schmoinks. Points are great, but hand valuation comes into it. The dreaded four triple three hand, or the um, what is it? The Anna Kornikova doesn't play as good as it looks. <laughs> doesn't deliver. Yeah, my partner opens a, a week no trump, and you're sitting there with a with a nineteen count, and you're four triple three. You know what's the chances of slam here? I'm bidding three no trumps with a nineteen count. The 19. Well, yeah. What if I gave you 17, Pam, in a six-card suit? <laughs> I'd be looking then. There you go. Whether she's 19, whether she's 17. Well, that was a while ago. Oh, no, sorry. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. In fact, it's a while ago since I was the both of them added together. <laughs> what we were talking about earlier, the other thing was texture, Pam. So if your six-card suit's got the, the four and the three and the two in it, or it's got the ten and the nine and the eight in it, what's the diff? Well, I was talking to someone yesterday about preempts, and I think we I'm digressing a little bit, but it's all kind of the same kind of thing. So seven-card suit, one of them is headed by the ten and has an ace a king and a queen in the outside suits. It's a nine count. Your other one is king, queen, jack of the suit and a king outside, both nine counts. What do you think of those as preempts? I mean, that's a really good example of texture, isn't it? Yep. It is. And also where your values are. I mean, you're not only talking about texture, you're talking about where your values are. So clearly, surely everybody would say, the king, queen, jack to seven is better than having the ace and the king and the queen outside and seven to the ten. But yeah, and just... I, I might even not open that. I might just come back in later. You can hear the plaintive cry later. But I had seven of them. <laughs> Are you sure, Pam? Because don't you say 
get in and get out as quick as you can, but this time you're actually going to take a back seat and watch what evolves. Yeah, you know, it, you do that and it's really fun when you come back out. <laughs> Absolutely. you got to be flexible. Everyone's going, she's gone mad. What's she doing? She's just suddenly come alive and she's got no good. <laughs> You make this crazy preempt on seven to the ten. The opponent's guess wrong. Partner's on lead, and they're in this stupid contract. And now partner foolishly leads your suit, of course. And you know they're in a crazy contract, and it makes the operation was successful, but the patient died. Is the saying, isn't it? Ah, uh, indeed. But I mean that's bridge, isn't it? That's why we keep coming back week after week. There's a radio show about a card game. I quite often get questions like. Okay, Pam, if this happens, then should I do that? Well, it depends. Like, yeah. you know, it depends. If I've got an A, should I always lead it? Well, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> You're Isn't talking about teacher, but what's the sexiest? Having a void or a singleton? Well, they're great, aren't they, for super contracts? If your partner's bit of suit and you've got a void in that suit, it's not really a plus, is it? No. Because some of their points are going to be wasted, probably. At least they've preempted the seven to the ten, and then they're not wasted. <laughs> <laughs> just instantly opened at the one level when they've got a five card suit headed by the ten and a fourteen count, and they've got five of that and four or something else. We'll sort of have to open the five card suit, but usually you're right. You, we're all guessing a little bit when part decides to open diamonds. They've probably got. Some points and diamonds, you'd think, most times. Yeah, yeah, most times. But that doesn't mean to say they've always got it. That makes life a bit difficult. We're sometimes. just providing crystal clear clarity today, aren't we? <laughs> well, that comes over to our other subject that we had a brief discussion about, overcalls. How strong do they have to be? It's the same as opening up this rubbish <laughs> partner foolishly leads your suit. Come on, you can't say that against poor old partners. We beat them up enough. It's your fault partner leads your suit. Well, the old saying is, you know, leave partner's suit. It might not be right, but at least you'll win the post-mortem. That's what they say. <laughs> now, I bet you there were quite a few of those held over the weekend. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one thing that Barry did mention that may be worthwhile, and, and it's not really anyone's opinion, but Barry thought, the only thing about real bridge is the ending that's a little bit flat. You know, everyone plays their hand and you've only got to celebrate with the four people on your computer and then everyone takes off and it's all done and dusted. What do you reckon? I think you should say that because I was talking to someone last night about the upcoming Congress. He's not going to be playing the teams now. And he said, you know what I miss? I miss the score up. I miss it when you head outside and you've got your scores and you you call it out and someone work, you know works out the imps and you get a good one, boom, and then you get a bad one, you know, oh, never mind. And then just the whole dynamic and then another team might be looking over your shoulder and all that kind of thing. That is pretty exciting. It's quite different to finishing the match and the score coming up yeah. and finding out that way you lost one by one up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because you do do a lot of that, don't you? When you're at the club, you're like, oh, what'd you do on board three? Oh, blimmin' heck, he did this. Yeah. And away you go and you're in deep conversation. That's right. Pam, like on the weekend or, or even 
you know, other events I've played, when you play an event and it, and it ends and you get transported back to the table with your teammates and then that's it. There's no, I don't think it would be too hard to have somebody come on and say, congratulations to the Fisher team for winning, you know, they're the winners of the 10A teams. It would be easy enough to do, you would think. They did that at the Auckland Swiss before Christmas. The director came on and announced the winners and also of the hat competition, had a picture of people with hats. And yeah, I think that's a nice touch to bring us all together a little bit. We're all sort of learning. These are new, aren't they? And this isn't yeah, something... Yeah, not a criticism, not a criticism at no, all. Just, you, you know, constructive helpfulness. <laughs> Hamilton, we actually put something up on the screen, just a written, if you're coming and whatever, I can't remember what we said now. And that was better than nothing, but it's quite nice to have somebody actually talking to everybody, appearing yeah. in the middle of the screen. And I even wondered whether it would be possible to, I don't know how you do this, get the winner to say a few words, whether that would be able to be done somehow. Probably wouldn't be that complicated. Yeah. yeah, well, actually, the director, I think, when they did the hat competition, recorded the thing on their phone and then took a photo of the hats on their phone and then showed it to everybody. So you could actually record oh. the winning table. Anyway, hang on, this was about, is game <laughs> bridge a game of points or a game of tricks? Well, it is. It's about a game of tricks. And we're trying to figure out what tricks well, tools of the trade we can do to improve the social aspect plan on we've real just, Yeah, we have added clarity to so many. Yeah, so anyway, I think we've probably concluded this game of tricks, but just want to be wary that, as we were talking about before we came on air, don't get too carried away. Just because you're 6'5", doesn't mean that you can ignore your points altogether. Aces still take tricks, unfortunately. They still do. <laughs> they do. Even if they drop on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie, guys. Well, we'll catch you next week. Join us next week at the Lily Pad. With Pam Livingston, Bridge Coach. See you. Well, another great week of Bridge. Nice to get some people playing face-to-face and also onto Real Bridge. So the country almost got back into the swing of it before the major event of this quarter. What do you, you think both- about involving Mr. Chairman and Mr. Gatekeeper on the show next week and give a little pep talk about the big C? Well, first of all, are you playing Bridge this weekend? There's not much on. I haven't actually decided. The, the Waitangi Day Pairs is being held online. You can win some B points. See, Franklin have cancelled their Swiss Pairs, which is usually the last one before Congress. Waikanae has also regrettably cancelled their tournament down in Central, which is a bit of a shame. Just say, maybe, maybe we'll get Alan Morris and maybe Richard Solomon. I'm sure they'd be really happy to talk about Congress. I think we should. Everyone can get the lowdown on what's happening. Be interesting, yep. though, don't you think, about Monday. There's no senior play on the Monday unless you're in the qualifying. I think that was sort of deliberate. I mean, it's something you can do when the event's online. People can have a day off, yep. and it's, it's not a biggie, is it? So whereas when you're all over there, they probably feel they have to have something every day because yep. they want something to do. And now I've just got one request, Mariana. What's that? This year, that there is no need for you to ask them about the bar prices this year. <laughs> That's right. Maybe I'll have to Zoom the Hangartners and we can have a glass of vino over Zoom. Like, cheers, flatties. <laughs> there might be a bit of that going on, Mariana. Hey, I've got one more question, and that's perhaps what we could ask the lads next week. I see that there is one week booked for Congress, you know, in the normal sort of time frame. So just one week. You're talking about the September one? 
Yes. I would imagine that they would just run it as they normally do. It's a bit longer than a week, though, isn't it? Oh, is it? It's usually eight days. Oh, they have nothing on the Sunday, usually, so it would be just it's Saturday to Saturday. Anyway, our friend Mr Jarvis is going to give us some feedback next week. He's got some thoughts on the IPs coming up, so that's your job. Don't forget, write it down, put it in your diary. I don't care what you do with it, but just make sure you give Grant an email or catch up with him over the phone. That should be great forward to it. Congress coming up. Can't wait. Okay, peeps, that's it from us. We shall catch you next week. Bye for now. New Zealand Bridge, sponsoring Bridge from beginner to international, nationwide. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.